Hey everybody, it's your host Hampton Dorch here with a recap of my episode with Sydney Moreland. The first thing that she said that absolutely fired me up was the fact that she was going into a dance studio when she was 19 years old in college teaching herself how to be a fitness instructor. Talk about stepping out of your comfort zone. I mean, I've never done something to that level of just being uncomfortable. I mean, imagine like looking at yourself in the mirror, talking on the microphone, telling people about certain fitness things. And if you think about it, it even rewinds before then um, the journey of what got here to even doing her podcast today. Like let's, let's rewind for a second. She played golf in high school and started getting into fitness because she wanted to get a little bit stronger. And then as she got into fitness, she developed a passion for teaching other people about it, but she didn't know how to do it. So she started trying to do it. And then she volunteered slash experimented on some of her friends. And then when COVID happened, an opportunity came up and she started this like fitness page. And so for you, the question that I want to ask is, what is that one thing in the back of your mind that you're waiting for all your ducks to line up, uh, but it's not happening? Uh, what is that one thing that you want to do? Because, you know, if you wait for all your ducks to be in a row, it'll never happen. You'll be too late. And so I think for Sydney, she just said, hey, I'm passionate about fitness. I want to teach this. I want to learn this. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and have a growth mindset. Growth-minded people stay outside of the comfort zone. They're actually okay with and sometimes even chase failure. That's a book by Ryan Leake that I love. Called It's called Chasing Failure. He says, I'm willing to fail at what most people won't even try. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I just really admire that she did that. And it literally led to her um, doing these fitness classes and then starting a podcast from there. And then I guarantee you in six months, a year, two years from now, not that she's going to stop doing her podcast, but there's going to be several other things that she's doing that started because of that. And so for you, what, what is it that you need to start doing that you don't know exactly where it's going to lead, but you like the direction it's going. That's one of the things that I talk about a lot here. Identify the direction that you want to go, especially for those of us who are younger in our 20s. You don't have to know where it's going. If you think you know, you're probably wrong. Um, but if you have a gut feeling of the direction that something is taking you, then run with it. Like for me, for example, I don't know where I'm going to be in five years, 10 years from now. Um, I don't know what this podcast is going to lead to. But I'm committed to doing it for years to come because I enjoy meeting people, interviewing them, learning, sharing what I'm learning. I also really enjoy my job at WildSpark where I'm learning about sales and business and leadership development. So I don't know what that leads to, but I'm passionate about those things. And so I like the direction that it's leading me. And so for you, identify what direction do I feel like I'm going and do I like that or do I need to pivot a little bit? And guess what? You're in your 20s. So you've got all the time in the world to do that. And if you're not, you still are probably super young. So many older people I meet have no idea what they're doing, uh, even still. But a lot of times they're like, oh my gosh, in my 20s, I have no idea what I was doing. It wasn't until I was like 35 where I somehow, somewhat got a groove. So nobody really knows what they're doing. Just identify the direction you're going and then run with it. Next, I loved her vulnerability that she talked about her eating disorder that she had. And for me, there was a time where I was like super obsessed with the amount of food that I was eating because I liked the control too. Like I was weighing food, which like some of the things I was doing, I don't necessarily think are bad. It actually gave me a lot of knowledge behind the nutrients that are in food. But anything that you become obsessed with is an idol. And I was absolutely putting that above 
what I say is most important to me, which is my faith. And so I definitely had to like back off a lot from like a um, food standpoint. But like Sydney was saying that the control that she had um, is something that she was really like seeking from the food standpoint because there's a lot in life that we don't have control on. Um, but, you know, for the listener here that may be struggling with that, you know that this is not uh, the way you were designed. It was not the way that you were to treat your body. And I believe that you have somebody somewhere that you're getting a little nudge that you need to tell. And I just want to challenge you to do that. And for the person that's never struggled with eating, um, I don't know what that is for you. Maybe it's something that you're hiding. Uh, we all hide and we all lie. We're all massive liars to ourselves. And the enemy is whispering lies to you all the time that you're not enough, that nobody cares about your struggle, that it's not worth sharing with anyone, that it's not as big of a deal as it is. Don't believe those lies. Like bring whatever it is to light. You will not regret it. There is freedom to be found when you confess to other people, whatever it is. So really admire Sydney for doing that. Um, insecurity. We talked a lot about that. You know, whether you're self-consumed and arrogant or self-consumed and insecure, it's still pride. And so, you know, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's not tearing yourself down and talking about all of your issues, like most of the music and content that we see today. Um, this like self deprecation, it's just thinking of yourself less because at the end of the day, you're not all that important. And I'm looking at myself at a camera right now saying that to myself, the world does not revolve around me. And so if you can think less of yourself uh, and more about other people and understand that you're a small part of a larger story, I think you'll find a lot of freedom in that. Um, and maybe some of your insecurities will go away. I also challenge you to, to bring those to light too. share those with other people, no telling how far that will go. And then finally, Another thing I love that we talked about is friendships. You are the sum of the four people you spend most of your time with. I always say you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with, but you get the idea. Who are you spending your time with? This is a framework that I like to go through when I think about um, friendships. I think about like the primary friendships that I have. I think about who are the five people I'm spending most of my time with, and I'm the average of them. So if I'm the smartest, the most fit, make the most money, whatever it is, I don't want to be the best in all of those categories. I want to be around people that are better than me, that are further along than me, because that's how I learn and grow. But then from like a um, less selfish, more selfless, um, especially as a follower of Christ who's called to minister to other people, the other question I ask is like, who am I being called to spend time with that I can give away to, that I can pour into? And so it's not all, what do I get out of these relationships? That That's kind of the way I think through like, average of the five people I spend my time with, you know, what are they getting from me? But certainly what am I getting from them? But then from like a ministry standpoint, who is God calling me to spend time with significant time with, you know, who is my one? We talk a lot about this at work, but do for one, what you wish you could do for the whole world. So, um, I've got a few people in my life that like, they're going to get more time. They're going to get more attention. And that's because I'm getting a nudge, uh, from God to say, Hey, like, you had someone in your life that said, Hampton, you call me day or night, I'll be there. Now you need to be that for someone else. And so with some of those people, maybe I'm not just getting poured into a ton, but if all we did was try to find people that like poured into us, that would be a pretty selfish life. Um, and that's not what we're meant to do. We're, we're meant to be poured into and then we're meant to pour out. And so that's kind of the way that I view friendships, but Love to hear about the support system that Sydney has and the way she talked about how like friends are like a unit. So when one person gets engaged, when one person gets um, a promotion, like they all win. So last to learn from her, I am 26. I believe that she's like 23 years old. Um, so she is killing it with this. 
um, has a very bright future ahead. And I would highly encourage you to follow the Roaring Twenties podcast. Lots to learn from Sydney Moreland. I will see you on Monday. It's time for you and me to wake up and leave.